This week on It's So Bad, what's black and white and red all over? It's Mad World on the podcast. Welcome, Chris. Hello. Sorry, I, I laughed, laughed through your intro. That was. Uh, That's okay. That I, can, I can edit that out. <laughs> I don't know. Yes. I think that almost uh, works. That being in there. It's off the top of my head. This is what I do all day. I write copy. It's good. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts from. This week we are adding. Mad World to our endless list of video games. Um, it's our list of the best games, the worst games, everything in between. Um, it currently has 108 entries on it. It goes from Super Mario 64 all the way down to Home Alone for the Sega Genesis, which we added a couple weeks back. Last week we added Street Fighter to our movie endless list, uh, the other endless list. We gotta come up with a better name for that than just the other endless list. But the endless list of video game movies is something we're also working on. But yeah, you can follow us at It's So Bad Pod on Twitter. It's So Bad Pod at gmail.com is the email address. And Chris, what is Mad World? Well, it's a shitty game. But uh, what is Mad World? It is some. Somewhere between, well, it's the Wii, one of the only mature titles on the Wii. That's a beat-em-up, a very stylized beat-em-up slash hack-and-slash. I don't know why I verbally said the slash, but so it's a combination of a beat-em-up, kind of like a, yeah, poor man's hack-and-slash, I would say. Uh, it's very offensive. It's very bloody. Um, again, very stylized and um, pretty repetitive pretty repetitive yeah so. yes it's pretty repetitive um this game is our first wii game on the endless list and what a game to add for the wii because i feel like if we're going to average once we add a lot of wii games the average of those games will be i would imagine skewed towards the lower half of this list but we shall see um but yeah th- i mean this game i didn't you know <clears throat> i was reading about this game and i didn't think it was like a beat-em-up i would say but it, it is. It totally is. It just didn't occur to me that it was a beat-em-up when I was playing it. It felt, feels more like it's trying to be a character action game, like um, a Devil May Cry or a like, God of War, but it's like really shitty. Really <laughs> shitty. Yeah, it's like a beat-em-up where most of your enemies don't uh, don't fight back. And then uh, and then when they do, it's, yeah. probably, it's probably like a one-hit kill type situation. So that's, uh, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we'll really strange. There. So this game was made by... Pl- it's made by pa- Platinum Games, uh, published by Sega. Platinum Games has a, uh, I would say, a conflicted track record. So they make some really good games, but they also make some pretty bad games. Um, this is one of their earlier games, um, because I think they were founded right at the end of the 2000s, the aughts. Mm. Um, this was, game was directed by Shigenori uh, Nishikawa, who worked on uh, Resident Evil 4. He would go on to work on Vanquish and The Evil Within 2. Produced by Atsushi Inaba, who was the person who made Devil May Cry, Beautiful Joe, Phoenix Wright, Okami, Bayonetta, Bayonetta 2, etc. Uh, so it's, you know, got people who worked on some really good games on it. And they, they 
essentially with this game where they were like, we want to make a fucking adult theme <laughs> game for the Wii. Yeah. Um, I think it was Inaba even said years so, later that this is like the most fun he ever had working on a game when I go like, oh my god, what is the matter with you? Jesus. It's very, it's, yeah, it's it's a strange one. I mean, the, the big thing about this game that people should know is that it's in black and white and it is, uh, if somebody bleeds, the red comes out and that's like the only colors in the game. So one might say it's boring to look at <laughs> after a while. Um, but you can tell that this game was made after Sin City came out, which they've also said was very much an inspiration because of the black and white and the red. And also the main character is essentially Marv from Sin yeah, City. Yeah. He is... 100% Mar from Sin City. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they they are quoted as saying the main theme of this game was violence, in quotes. Yeah, and then um, it was but like... yeah, a, it came out in 2000. I was going to add, it was like they Go were on. playing games like, like the Manhunt games and things like that to kind of get a good idea of how to uh, um, interject serious violence into this game but still make it fun. <laughs> weird. <Yeah. laughs> it's just so, so weird. So this game came... <laughs> It came out in the same time, same year as 2009, which was the year, same year as Batman Arkham Asylum. Uh, Modern Warfare came out that year, Call of Duty, uh, Assassin's Creed 2, Left 4 Dead 2, you had Uncharted 2, uh, new, the new Super Mario Brothers Wii came out that year, Plants vs. Zombies, the original Bayonetta came out that year, so they were working hard to this, this Platinum Games group. But also Mirror's Edge, which is a game that might go along with our M block if we continue on with that path oh, yeah. of our M yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> this, is our, this is our, people how don't know about this who are listening, but this is our first game in a series of games that all begin with the letter M and it's going to go on for quite some time. I don't know yeah. which, why which, that and happens. Also, and it also is going to happen on the movie side as well. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah. We didn't it's plan crazy. it. Crazy. Yeah, it, you it can. It just worked out that no. way. No. And you can still only find this game on the Wii. There's, it hasn't been re-released because I think probably because of the motion controls, um, which is a good thing, good way to segue into that um, motion controls. I haven't played motion controls in quite a while, Chris, <laughs> <laughs> and I do not miss them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll say uh, for background is like why we're why this game came up and like why we're doing it is uh, as you know during the the pandemic and us uh, being being uh good cautious people uh us here up in new england we are uh yeah we're just at home a lot and uh i felt like kind of going to like a wee rabbit hole this year and uh you know i played a lot of really good wii games i played this game that came up um my wife found it at a thrift store for three dollars <laughs> probably an appropriate price to pay for this game and uh yeah i'm gonna say uh through that uh through this year playing a bunch of uh various Wii games of various quality. Uh, some have actually very good motion controls. This one, this is like the waggle curse of, uh, you know, simple Wii motion controls, like all the way. Yeah. There's, it's like really weird. Uh, some of the controls, um, like I don't mind the whole throwing. Like if you, you have to waggle to throw a guy once you pick him up and hold him. Um, the one motion control that I didn't, didn't necessarily like was the, having to do the drum beat motion oh, every yeah. fucking five seconds. Yeah. If yeah. you're like getting a battle with a bad guy. Yeah. Um, especially with bosses, they did that a lot. But the big thing that bothered me was the, um, 
I never lost that, by the way. I never lost one of those, like, by doing the drum beat type motion waggle. Same. But um, the thing that bothered me was that when certain moments when you're fighting a boss or fighting a bad guy, they'll just be motions that come up on the screen and you don't know what they're going to be. And they'll be like, put the controller down and then, like, put the other one up. And it's like you have to do it really quick or else it doesn't register. Or like you have to like twist somebody's neck by pulling the two controllers uh, away from each other. And it's just it, like you have to you have to be very focused in order to make sure you're doing it right the first time. At least that's the way I felt. I mean, most of the time I was getting it, but there were some times where I was like, ah, I don't understand what they want me to do with this, yeah. this motion. I mean, it's, it's not like an uncommon gimmick like in Wii games, uh, but... It's just not executed as well here as I as I feel it is in other games that I've played, but um, you know we sh- we should mention too that like you know your main character your you know basically Mario from Sin City like you know you also have like a uh, chainsaw arm type thing going on and uh, yeah. one of your like main attacks is to swing the chainsaw and that's done with the uh, the you know all motion controls and. Uh, Oh, I don't yeah. know. It's it's like it gives you the illusion that like you think you're swinging down left, right, or up, but it's it's really like it's good. It's like waggle controls and like which direction you swing doesn't really make that much of a difference. And uh, it's just um, again, it's just like the illusion of thinking you have more control than you than you really do. Couple things for me on that too is so I dislocated my shoulder for people out there a couple months ago and some of them make you go out like this and it's really hurt, hurts when I do that. So I was like, ah, <laughs> it's like, uh, make my arm go out every time. And I was like, yeah, oh, that's fun. I keep, fun. I keep, I keep saying we have to do like red steel too, because I, I did think that was actually a very fun game but that requires like we motion plus controls, which are a little bit more extensive. You're, you're gonna have no, no means to do that. <laughs> but, uh, I guess we should, we should probably say like the, the premise of this game is, um, you know, essentially this area of the city has like just whatever, it's been taken over by various like crime syndicates and whatnot and um, you know, skipping oh, a lot of the that's, story. That's, but that's not the, that's, no, it's that's not what the story is. The story is that, um, but that it's become a terrorist a game group show. by the name of... Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, well, right. so there's a... There was a terrorist group by the name of the Organizers who released a virus into Varigan City um, three days before the events of the game, and this was so oh, it's recent. Only three days, and yeah, <laughs> I feel like it didn't and then, do a good job um, conveying that to me. <laughs> so the thing was, the terrorists said to the people, they said, "We have a vaccine, but in order to get the vaccine, you have to kill somebody else." <laughs> so everybody just started killing each other. And um, the people who killed other people got the vaccine, and they stayed in this like rioting city where somehow there was a a game show that popped up called Death Watch, where yeah. um, <clears throat> they would be like these big burly guys would fight other group burly guys for 
two for supremacy or something. I don't know what the end game is, why they are fighting each other. But yeah, that was they're taking good. over parts of the city. Um, like some of the guy, there's like a Western themed guy and there's like a guy who looks like the Grim Reaper and there's a guy who looks like a wolf and you have to fight them all in order to, I don't know, find <laughs> the daughter of the mayor, maybe. Yeah. That's so... not really it though. Yeah. And so like what each so... level essentially is, is that you, you get points based on the way you kill the enemy characters most of which especially for the first several levels don't even fight back they pretty much just stand there and like let you murder them in like clever ways and as you you have to get to a certain amount of points to then unlock the ability to fight the boss and And by uh, the way that that is not explained at all in the game i don't believe at the start like i was like what the fuck am i supposed to do here i'm just like walking around this environment killing dudes yeah. and then eventually something pops up that's like hey oh you've got enough points for the the bloodbath challenge yeah right and right then, yeah yes first you get like a little challenge along the way which is like essentially like you know a bloody version of like some sort of like wii sports or wii resort uh, type mini game to accrue more points but <laughs> the worst being the yeah, golf it's like one, one. of them you played that <laughs> Oh, that that one that one was the best. I love oh, that one. God. Did you did you not like that one? No, I didn't like that one. <laughs> that was, that was my favorite one actually. <laughs> I, I I you know the other ones were super repetitive. It was like throw this guy into this hole or throw right. these guys onto a dartboard, and then the the, the uh, golf one was hold the guys down and shoot their heads with a golf club through target rings. And I was yeah. like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> this is actually interesting. And I'm, I, I th- those were the funnest parts. Those bloodbath challenges. Also the, it, there was like, there's like a dominatrix and the final boss, I believe is like the, uh, is her, her buddy who introduces the bloodbath challenges and he just gets killed every time that's yeah. the, that was one of the only parts i thought was pretty funny the rest of it um there's like commentary throughout this um done by greg proops from whose line is it anyways and john dimaggio are two people who are doing the commentary chris <coughs> chris knew about greg proops from whose line is it anyways but chris did not know that john dimaggio is bender from futurama and also phoenix marcus oh. phoenix from gears of war Oh, all right. Now, like now that you say the bender thing, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, there and like they, their voice work is fine, but their script is fucking terrible. It's like the worst South Park humor that is from should be from like the late nineties or early two thousands, right? But is like so dated even for two thousand nine. Um, it is not anything that would come up in 2020. What's wild is that, uh, you know, I was like just looking stuff up, uh, for this episode. It was like, you know, there was like a lot of like release controversies where like some countries like, so like, you know, we're not going to release it. It's too violent. All the controversies and all like the issues with the release were around the violence. Not a word about like any of like the content, or what the characters say, like the, the commentators say, like, I mean, like. Especially like in the level like we are like in the the Chinatown area part of oh my god that's it's the like, worst it's super uh. super racist and like so like oh it's like the stere- the stereotype jokes that are made are just oh my god it was like I was like wait this is like two thousand nine like were we still not like this caught up like I should like, also was this mention still too flying that- in two thousand nine like I I this- don't know. 
<laughs> this was written by a Japanese person. It was um, Yasumi Matsuno, Matsuno wrote this. Um, and they did the uh, Ogre Battle series. They wrote yeah. the Ogre Battle series. Well, I wonder how so, much. Which I wonder crazy. how many of the. I mean, these are very, very Western style uh, jokes told by very Western style comedians. I wonder, like, how yeah. much he's actually involved in the writing or the direction of that, or how much was just like, hey, here's how offensive you can be. Have at it. Got Bender right. and Greg Pruitt. <laughs> yeah. So, um, also one of the one of the good things for me. Um, so. Game's really repetitive. You have to, there's not, the progression in the levels sucks because you're just doing the same shit over and over again until you get a high enough point total um, to, by killing people in various different ways. So just to get into that, so the there's like environmental ways to kill people by putting them in trash cans or throwing them into spike walls or throwing them into like spike rollers for some reason that exists in the middle of the world. Uh, or there's like a bus that comes through the middle of a level and you can like like throw them into the bus or a train um, and you get more points for doing killing people stylishly essentially um, to co- go through the level quicker. Um, but and that gets, that gets super repetitive. But one of the good bright spots spots for me in this game was I actually liked the soundtrack a lot. I thought the soundtrack was different. It sounded good to me. I think the soundtrack was original for this, uh, for this it game. Was, yeah, I think. It was. yeah. Yeah. So they they had a uh, person who made all of the beats essentially, Naoto Tanaka, and then they worked with uh, some vo- voice work act uh, voice work artists to do all the vocals on it. So, yeah, I mean it was uh, I thought it was pretty good. I thought the music was pretty good in this game, but the the actual game is like such a slog <laughs> to get through. Yeah. Such a slog. Um, so one of the other things. So a couple other things. One of the things that really bothered me. Um, was and it was like quasi embarrassing i would say because <laughs> you know i'm a 37 year old person and my wife is here so most of the time um <laughs> so when i when you got the chainsaw and you're using the chainsaw it comes out of the wiimote and it's like super loud so you hit the <laughs> bottom button <laughs> and it's like <laughs> my wife is like what are you doing down there do you have a chainsaw going on or chainsawing somebody Um, Uh, so that was annoying i've said this to you uh offline but uh as i've been playing a bunch of like wii games this year the way i have like my wii set up and the way i like to play the wii is like standing up and i have it set up in like my like basement man cave and like whenever like my wife comes downstairs to like get something or like do laundry and she just sees me standing there playing the wii she (laughs) always stops and just kind of like well first it was uh first it was a little bit of laughter then it was just kind of like a little bit of a head shake but uh listen chris what are you doing chris it's immersive (laughs) it's immersive sure um the other thing that was really terrible about this game in terms of how do you play it especially in tight environments or in boss fights uh the camera yeah terrible you can't control the only the only way you control the camera is the c button um changes it to make you look forward or if you hold it you lock on and that is super annoying because sometimes like it it would like not lock on sometimes you're like am i holding it too long if you hold it too long it unlocks it's like oh god this sucks camera sucks in this game yeah bad camera in tight hallways and a uh very uh extreme black and white cell shaded aesthetic is uh uh, not cell shaded, but uh, but a very extreme black and white comic style aesthetic does not mix well. <laughs> it just really, 
And then it, you have like a certain number of lives, I, don't, I forget, I think either two or three per level. And then if you lose all of your lives, you have to do all of, you have to get your score back again. It goes, your score back goes back down to zero. So you have to just restart the whole fucking level again. And that is incredibly annoying. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think there's six levels in the game, I think. Six or seven, there's not a lot, but I, I think I got to the fourth or fifth one before I was like, I've had enough of this. And that was the, um, I kept, I kept saying, I was like, oh, it was the zombie level. Cause like you go to kind of, you go to like something that's like a makeshift, like Transylvania type area. And it's like, and it's just like the, the score required to unlock the boss is just so high. And so like, you just got to kill oh, there's, everybody. Like, there's a, there's that's, is that the level it. with death too? Yeah. Is that a yeah, level yeah. with death? Yes. So, yes. yeah, if, if the bad guys hold you, then death comes and insta-kills you. And yes. it's so fucking annoying. That level was incredibly annoying. Yeah, that, um, was, uh, that killed it for me. That was enough for me because, like, that was the <laughs> one where I was, like, I was, like, I'm standing here for, like, 15 minutes throwing, like, a pile of guys at, like, the same logs, the same spikes in the wall, the same trees. And then, yeah, that it's, like, you get, like, insta-killed by by death after like the last like four levels have had like you've had barely any resistance to what you're doing um it was oh that was like soul crushing that one i was like yeah i've had enough of this i would say the cover art's very good cover art in this game i like but (laughs) yeah yeah you know i think you know it's a you know i was interested in playing it because like if if you go and take this as a public service announcement if you're listening like Whenever you search for, like, Nintendo Wii Hidden Gems, this game is always on people's lists on YouTube. Like, from big YouTubers, too. Like, and Chris, I'm like, do they play I've, more than, like, one or two levels of this? Because this game sucks. <laughs> I've got some news for you, Chris. This game on IGN, it got a 9 out of 10 when it came you out. You got to be... I know, I saw, like, the Metacritic score is high, but I didn't, like, go, like, looking, looking that deep. That blows my mind. <laughs> It does. I. I. I don't. I mean, t- you know, we disagree a lot on games, like, right? But this game is just like the drizzling shit. So I don't know if it just didn't age well, um, or what. But I don't. I couldn't imagine this game thinking that it was good. I. Although you know, I did talk to a friend of mine, and I was like, "Oh, I'm playing this game on the Wii," um, and he's like, "Oh shit, I loved that game." Ten years ago, like, I was really into it, and I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna stop this conversation because I don't make you feel bad." <laughs> I just, I just don't about the choices like, in video games. It, I mean, it wasn't like you know, ten years ago, like repetitive gameplay was like a good thing. <laughs> like, I just don't. Uh, you, <laughs> I don't. You, get you, know, it. you know, if you think of, if you think about it, the aesthetic was probably a big thing because yeah. every game looked a lot alike at the time so that probably helped it a lot and i think just the how wacky it is yeah or, or maybe it didn't because it actually it, it didn't sell well so maybe it didn't really help it or do anything for it really <laughs> i think it had like a strong first month or first couple of weeks and then uh and then it was just uh dead in the water after that yeah have you ever heard of a game called god hand by the way yeah i, I don't know it's um wasn't that like the last game that um one of the creators of this game had worked on and it was like 
I I've never played it. I don't even I can't even think what it looks like off the top of my head, but I had heard of it. So the creators of this um of Platinum games, there's like a couple people. They came from Capcom, um, and they were like worked on the Resident Evil series and they worked on a bunch of shit. Devil May Cry. Um at Sushi Inaba made Devil May Cry, for example. Um but they made God the guy who made Inaba the producer made God hand and it, I didn't realize it at the time, but um, yeah, God hand looks, I've never played God hand. God hand looks a lot like this game, um, but they say that it's for more hardcore gamers. So I'm assuming oh, yeah. that means I'd like it more because <laughs> <laughs> I'm do not want to waggle anymore. No more waggling until we play our next Wii game in a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, that's not a lot. But yes. I recommend some good ones. But what Where more can game... be said about this? Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I was Where... saying. Like, what more can be said? <laughs> Where does this game go on our endless list? And I should mention, too, that our endless list goes from Super Mario 64 all the way down to Home Alone our, uh, on the Sega Genesis. What was the last game we added to the endless list of video games? I have it pulled up here. Titanfall 2 was the last game we added at number 39 to the endless list. Um, so this game, I'll give you my thoughts. Um, I don't think this game is better than Monster in My Pocket. Uh, I was, I agree. And I was going to say this game is not better than Spy vs. Spy. <laughs> so, uh, uh, I think, I think this game is, I, this, I think this game is better than Spy vs. Spy. You got to play Spy vs. Spy with, with, with somebody. It's such a, it's truly a co-op. Uh, versus head-to-head experience that's uh that'll give you a whole new appreciation of that game but uh i I mean i I have played it in the past not recently but that game is truly (laughs) one-dimensional and um eh, it's it's not the greatest it's at number 102 for a reason (laughs) um all right so that leaves you know, all the way down here, this low. I don't. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna argue the fighter points of Spy versus Spy versus Mad World. So that leaves a uh, Pit Fighter. I can't believe I'm gonna say this. Pit Fighter is probably better, <laughs> depending on the version. You know, you play. So it, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that it's tough, right? Because if you play the Super Nintendo version, game sucks. Genesis version's a little bit better. Arcade version's all right. Um, I should mention too, like once you get into Pit Fighter or I would say Monster in My Pocket is when you start getting into like the mediocre games as opposed to just the bad games um, for me myself. Um, so, if we're if we're measuring it that way, I think you know I think Mad World falls on the side of bad as opposed to mediocre. So, you know, yeah, my thought. Uh, IGNB did. I think it's mediocre. I think it's I think it's more mediocre for me because, like it's it's super repetitive. It functions like, it, yeah. The way yeah. the the lev- the levels are are, uh, I think that there's some. I think they had some ideas, right? So they were like trying something new, and I want to give them credit for that, um, and say that you know it's not like a structured like a level by level thing. It's even though I don't really like the point thing, I do think that if the commentary, the script for the commentary was written better, I think I would enjoy it more. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I thought it, just having somebody talking and chattering was was interesting as you play the game. So you don't really see that outside of like sports games, for example. <laughs> um, although, you, although you did hear the uh, the same joke about uh, uh, one of the guy's wives like over and over and over again, like in certain levels. Oh yeah, this game is horribly sexist. <laughs> like horribly sexist. Uh, it is like terrible. Racist, racist. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's. Is it racist? Uh, probably. I mean, I'm, why am I questioning this? It's uh, definitely racist. I don't just, even have to think about it. Just listen. Just, I mean, it's just like re- replay that Chinatown level. You'll be like, oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> the, stereo- the stereotypes and like even the the bosses and stuff is is was terrible. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, no, no good. Um, so what do you, you say? Want- above or, above or below Pit Fighter? Just because we're uh, socially progressive people, we should put it below Pit Fighter. I, I concur. <laughs> Good call. All right. So we have a new number 102 on our endless list, our 109th entry. It is Mad World for the Wii, our first ever Wii title. Um, and as I mentioned, it'll be interesting to explore the Wii platform. We have another game queued up that is another, like, I would say like Mad World is like a second tier Wii game, right? Like there's uh, the first, yes, yeah. The oh, first you mean Wii like in the, in the life, in the life cycle of the Wii? No, no. Like, like the way people look at the Wii games, like there's like, um, oh, Twilight the, Princess. Yeah, sure. There's yeah, Wii yeah, yeah. Sports. There's yeah. new Super Mario Brothers Wii. Um, I'm trying to think of what other good ge- good Wii games. <laughs> There's like Wii Sports Resort people liked. Yeah. Um, what are some other good Wii games? Um, yeah, there's some uh, Fire Emblem games that are on there that are um, oh, considered yeah. to be very good. Um, Is that you know, Path of the, Radiance or Radiant Dawn? One of Radiant those? Dawn, I think, is the one that's on there. Um, there's, yeah, I mean, you have a number of, yeah, the good sports games, Punch-Out!, um, you know the Mario Kart oh, yeah. game that the Mario Kart game that's on there, and then it's like yeah, you kind of get into like this level of game, and it's kind of like the level that's like right above like the shovelware chunk of uh, the Nintendo Wii library. But um, but like yeah. I said, I I've played some really good Wii games this year. Like um, you know I I keep saying in our group chat that uh, I really want to do like Pandora's Tower like later this year. Like if we if we were doing like redoing that episode where we did like our top ten games the last decade, Pandora's Tower definitely would have been. Um, somewhere on my list that was uh um but you know that's that's like you know an rpg game for people like who really like rpgs so um one day right. when uh when the rest of the people in the pod or you mostly uh are willing to dedicate uh, <laughs> 20 22 hours to beat that game so <laughs> but it's a well, fun we do one. have it's a really next, fun game in the next uh couple weeks we're gonna have another or probably next month we'll have another wii game i'm not gonna shut it out now but Chris, do you want to tease what game we're going to be playing? We're going to be talking about next week. Yes, it's a game that actually multiple times today I kept thinking we were talking about it tonight, and I was very excited. And then I remembered we had to do Mad World first before we move on to Max Payne. So we'll be doing Max Payne, which is a good game. A good Fantastic game. game. Fantastic! I love. I'm re- I'm ready uh, for it. So I uh, I almost like wish. I had more time to, to hunt down the GBA version of Max Payne and play that because that's also supposed to be uh, very good. And 
uh, it's like isometric, but it's like it's supposed to actually yeah. be like a little like hidden treasure for like what it is. Yeah, that might be like a separate entry. Um, yeah, that reminds me of the uh, Tony Hawk GBA game that was also very good. Mm. The Tony Hawk GBA games were yeah. like super fun. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So that that'd be a nice little novelty to get get to down the road someday. But the the original Max Payne will be uh, next week. Our first entry in the Remedy Cinematic Universe will be uh, talking about Max Payne. But yes, Chris, thank you so much for joining me this week on this relatively short episode. We did 30 minutes, so I'm I'm happy with that <laughs> on <laughs> Mad World. Short and um, thorough. Short and thorough. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll be back next week with another episode. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. 